0: Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listen in black Blackcast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes app, put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listen in to Blackcast. Keep up on comics and movies. New phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listen in to Blackcast. Don't know what you are missing. Ooh, like Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listen in to Black Cast. Put subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen in to Black Cast. On this episode is Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listen in to Black Cast. Met this girl, she smiled at my face. Black cast to my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listen in to black cast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black cast's on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't tripping. Listen in to black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rocks There's whole so like Captain Johnny EO. Listen in to black cast. It's the black cast. It's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on afterbus TV. That's right. It's that guy Christian. You rock. All right. several Texas going to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say have a nice day. And listen to the damn show.
1: As always, the only advice anyone really needs is to listen to the damn show. That's right. Once again, you are listening to Blackcast. And as my co-host Jeff Duray would always point out, the way to tell people that is, Welcome to the Blackcast. <laughs> it is I, Christian Blatt, and Jeff Duray on Twitter at Jeff Duray. He doesn't need your help. Uh, our friend Will Sterling is absent for a very good reason. He didn't see Deadpool Deadpool 2. But uh, we have the very lovely and talented Amy Cassandra Martinez, one of my co-hosts from Marvel TV Weekly. She's also on Marvel Movie News on the Popcorn Talk Network, and Marvel TV Weekly is on After Buzz. So you really have the whole Marvel thing covered, don't you, Amy?
2: I really do. She also
1: really jumped like a mile when you yelled, welcome to the (laughs) Podcast. Well, that's (laughs) the thing you have to get used to here on the Blackcast. Thank you. So there's a lot of things that uh, we should really get to here, but I think we really need to focus on the Blackcast theme song. Uh, Now, there are concerns. It's a little too long. Do you think we need to do... Okay, so Amy disagrees with that assessment. I'm wondering, do we need a truncated version, which means shorter edited version, for the beginning, and then maybe we just let it play on the way out?
3: Yeah, I think that that would be a good idea going forward. I definitely think asking people to consistently listen to the same song over and over again because, you know, people love the Blackcast and listen to every episode. I
1: mean, the people who do listen to every episode. People love the Blackcast so much when they don't see a movie because maybe they're shut-ins and they don't like to go to the movie theater. When it comes out, either digital or on Blu-ray, they will then go back and listen to an episode. Why? I was speaking to our friend Jeff Winstead the other day, and he... Just listened to our last Jedi recap with Dave Dorman because he finally got around to seeing the movie because he didn't see it in the theater. Of course. And uh, he agreed with me. So obviously he's very, very smart. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly, a little tease. I'm going to tease it forward a little bit. I was at Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. That's where I met up with Jeff Winstead. I also had a lengthy sit down with Mr. Chris Claremont, the longtime writer of Uncanny X-Men and a bunch of X-Men titles. He'll be making a return visit to the Black cast in the very near future. Nice. And one of the things we talked about, he brought it up, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Tease it forward a little bit. Not a big fan. Of course he's not. (laughs) Because he didn't write it. Yeah. He's also got some very strong opinions about giving credit to the original creators, which I agree with him 100%. Uh, I was speaking with him about Legion, and I love, I don't know, have you watched the show Legion, Jeff?
3: I've watched the first season. I haven't yeah. caught the second one yet. One
1: of the things that I like the most about the show is that during the credits, one of the first credits you see is very large font, fills up the whole screen. Said, It says, based on characters created by Chris Claremont and Bill Sienkiewicz, who created Legion. You know, Not really most of the other characters on this show, although Chris did create the Shadow King. And I was just like, yeah, and I don't know, I appreciate that. And then that set off several minutes of how he wishes that was the industry standard and all the times that maybe he didn't get credit when he should have, specifically Days of Future Past, which was basically a direct adaptation of a story that he and John Byrne wrote in 1980. Anyway, so there's a lot of great stuff from that that you'll hear in a few weeks on the Blackcast, and I filmed it, so you'll also get to see it Uh, It'll be for AfterBuzz TV and also their sister network, Book Circle. That's where you'll find the long form, and it is long. (laughs) It's a little bit over an hour. Uh, But we're going to use clips of it on Marvel TV Weekly, the show that I co-host with the lovely and talented Amy Cassandra Martinez. And Amy, on AfterBuzz, they like us to do this thing where we give our Twitters at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. I'm not about that. Let's go ahead and get your Twitter out there now so people can start following you at the beginning of the episode.
2: Aw, I like that. Well, you guys can find me on...
1: (laughs) As Jeff hits his (laughs) mic to try and ruin your plug. He's like, oh yeah, go ahead.
2: Hey, what were you saying? What? Hello? (laughs) Hello? Are you there? Uh, You guys can find me on all social media. That is all social media. At Amy Cassandra, M-T-Z.
1: So that includes YouTube and Friendster?
2: You know... And when I said
1: YouTube, I actually meant MySpace. (laughs) No, so yeah.
2: all the good social media. Okay, so not oh, not MySpace. Snap.
1: Yeah, so Tom yeah. is crying somewhere. Actually, Tom, you know, Tom who created MySpace Tom. never cries a second in his life because he sold MySpace. Even at a point where you know he didn't, he doesn't have Zuckerberg money, but uh, he's he's doing really well.
3: Didn't actually. he sell MySpace to Justin Timberlake?
1: Yeah,
2: seriously?
3: <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think actually, I think he sold it to the to the, the parent company for Fox who then sold it to Justin Timberlake. Ah, great. But still, he got plenty of money for it because he's like, eh. Justin Timberlake tried to turn it into like a music-oriented site. Uh, Anyway, Amy, I'm very glad that you're here. Uh, When uh, I have pre-recorded an episode with one of our other co-hosts from (laughs) Marvel TV Weekly, Michael Shirley, he needs his own episode. Uh, It's about an hour and a half where we talk about uh, everything from Roseanne to comics to who knows what else. That'll be dropping sometime in June. But when I recorded that, you were like, hey, why can't I be on the Blackcast? And the policy on the Blackcast is, can you be here? Then you can be on. And sometimes you don't need to be here because we have a lot of Skype guests on as well. And
3: sometimes you can be here and then leave and come back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about last week's episode, which you went back and listened to.
3: I'm going to put it out there. I not only listened to last week's episode, I listened all the way through multiple times.
1: Because multiple. it was so good.
3: Yeah, honestly, I really thought last week's was one of our stronger episodes.
1: Oh wow! Well, and look at Will deciding to uh, take some time off because he doesn't go to the movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's also not planning to see Solo, by the way. And so if he doesn't, he won't be on the show next week either.
2: I've seen it already.
1: What? Oh, I Sco- forgot. Um, yeah. Screening. So let's uh, let's go spo- let's go spoiler free because. We do all the spoilers on the blackcast but only when I've seen the movie.
2: <laughs> so, Rightfully so, yes.
1: What do you think of Solo? This is breaking news. Wait. Yeah. That's what the bells for. Some I'm breaking news. So excited for that. And bell. that's the first bell that you've ever had.
2: <sighs> yes. It is greatly done.
1: <laughs> wow. That's our it's greatly done.
2: <laughs> Tony the Tiger right here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It there are multiple moments where you feel like you're right Back where you know Star Wars is and is always meant to be, so that was nice. Um, some characters were surprisingly good. <laughs> not
1: Lando, Lando Calrissian. That's not surprising. The Everybody most knows definitely he's Definitely awesome. not a yeah. surprise. Okay, good. Love you, Donald Glover. Um, so now, now Jeff's your best friend. Yeah, we're good. Oh, good. <laughs> we're this
2: back is great. on. We're back on so, track. <laughs> uh, back on track. Oh God. <laughs> what happened? Um, yeah, I think that it's it's great for people that have been familiar with the Star Wars franchise or haven't, honestly, which I'm a fan of. So it's a
1: decent jumping in point. Like if somebody, like maybe somebody who's younger hasn't seen all the Star Wars movies, and they're just like, oh, just go see this new movie Solo. You think that it's good for for the the young ones. Mm -hmm.
3: I feel like at this point, if you're younger, you're more likely to have seen all the Star Wars movies, because if you're older, you hit some point where you're like, I'm not going to go fucking see that, I know ruining my childhood.
1: I know people who, who have not seen it. One of them, Dennis Miller's wife, she's just not interested. She doesn't like those kind of movies. And at this point... Yeah, you you know, you're an adult and you don't like it, so you don't have to see it. It's it's like with Game of Thrones. I just I just know I don't want to see it. It's well, I I'm, I'm, sure sure it's it's I'm, sh- I'm sure it's great. I'm sure. Some people say it's- that. It's but it's just not what I want to see. Uh, so, um, my biggest concern, and see, this isn't really a spoiler because this is just your opinion. My mm-hmm. concern heading into the Solo movie, I don't like the kid who plays Han Solo. I don't like the look of him. I don't mm-hmm. like the sound mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. How did you feel he was in the movie? Again, just your opinion. So it's not a spoiler, everybody who's like waiting mm-hmm. for the spoiler curtain to come down.
2: Right. I think what I'm about to say, yes, it is most definitely not a spoiler. And like I said, it surprised me. There are moments where... He just reminded me of Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. There are moments like that. So I hope that that actually kind of piques your interest if you were kind of just throwing in the towel and not going to go see it, because I was one of those people. so
1: But then you could see it for free, so you're like, oh, I'm going. Well, yeah, I could see it for but, uh, free, and I can see it early, and I can hold that exact- over people like Pretty much. Like
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs>
3: so I'm going to go ahead and lift the spoiler curtain. The scene she's talking about is uh, when Han... Takes it from Chewy, and the uh, the Millennium gets all fogged up, and then you <laughs> wow. see his hand just slide <laughs> down. If,
1: if this Falcon is rocking, don't come knocking. That's that, um, that should be the title of the episode, except it can't be because this is like our Deadpool special. Believe it or not. This Actually, is a- that seems perfect for a Deadpool special. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think hey. uh, I think Deadpool would appreciate that. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so uh, you if give you a ha- shot. if you were gonna give it, I don't know, scale of one to ten. You know that's that's that because I think when you have to give four stars, I think if you say three stars, you might not really like a movie. So one to ten, you're giving it a grade out of ten. What would you give the movie Solo, a Star Wars story?
2: I would give it a six point
1: eight. Wow, so that's almost a seven. But you you, uh, you know, yes, it's okay. It's like yes. they spelled their name wrong on the top of the test, so they uh, they lost a couple <laughs> half points. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean there there are a lot of things that, like I said, I was very surprised with. But I'm much more about the overall picture of a movie. Picture. <laughs>
1: uh, and yeah. if they do Lando, a Star Wars oh, story. I'm all in. Yeah. I I'm think, all in. I, I think that that's what everybody's seen of the trailers and the early reaction to the movie. Nobody's like, you know, I'm really not, I'm not buying him as Lando. Well,
2: here's the thing. There, there are issues with the film. Sure. One of them is just not having certain characters on camera enough.
1: Okay, Mm. Lando and Chewie, that's my guess, but uh, we'll see when we see it, and uh, we will talk about it next week. And by the way, uh, Jeff, I think Dave Dorman's going to join us again, because we always get him on the, uh, well, I was going to say on the phone, we get him via Skype to talk about the new Star Wars movie, Mm. so I believe he'll be with us again.
3: What I'm excited for is the Hamilton-esque Lando play that Donald Glover (laughs) will be starring in, all about the history of the Galactic Republic.
1: And there's a breakdown yeah. about Cloud City that uh, you do yeah. not want to miss. No, that's yeah.
3: clearly the the song of the show. Uh,
1: since we're talking about Donald Glover, I figure I'll point out to uh, Amy because I think this is something I confessed recently. Uh, is that the the I first found out that. Childish Gambino is Don Glover because Jeff told me. Now, if when? you had, this was like, Double. well, okay. This is like a month ago when we recorded an episode we posted. Like, I had no idea. Now, if you hadn't told me when he hosted Saturday Night Live and was also the musical guest, I would have figured it out. I definitely <laughs> would have But would you it out.
3: have been confused, like yes. really confused yes. for the first song? You're uh, like, oh, why is he joining Don like, Childish <laughs> Gambino? Like, oh, is
1: Childish Gambino sick? Did he have to fill in? So I really didn't know. And and Jeff told me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, look, I don't know things. There's a lot of things I don't know. I, I can blame it on being old. I can blame it on being a parent. But, you know, things okay. things in popular music, you know, you, you've you seen me in my Kiss sweatshirt, Amy. Come on. I mean, it's. Well, a, hey. Well. Wow.
2: That's, I think, how we first bonded.
1: Right. Not the fact that we were going to be talking about Marvel TV. Every <laughs> week. It was Well,
2: it, I saw, I mean, I ah, love Kiss, man. Now,
1: how does that happen? Because are, 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 are we allowed to say how old you are?
2: Sure, sure.
1: Is it 24? No. 25?
2: For the next few days, yes. Yeah, because then
1: on Friday, happy birthday to Amy. Thank so, uh, But people, when they hear this, you'll still be 25. All right. Yes. Uh, so how does a uh, 25, almost 26-year-old decide that they like Kiss that much?
2: It all started... Back in the womb. No, oh. actually kind could have, of. Could have started kind in of. the womb. Put kind the headphones
1: of. on, the, on the, <laughs> the the mama belly, you know, it can, it can work.
2: It kind of did, actually. My mom went to Six Flags in San Antonio, Texas, where I'm from. Six Flags and over
1: Texas? Is that what that one's called, or am I wrong about that? It,
2: you're wrong. No. It's just called Six Flags. Hmm. That's how, All yeah. Right.
1: yeah. All right, I'll let you finish your story. <laughs> apparently you know your story well, better apparently.
2: than mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they had this amazing concert going on, I don't know, something there, and they were playing rock music. And my mom would always tell me this story that I just started bouncing around in her stomach. And um, yeah, and I guess that's when I realized deep, deep down, I'm a total rock and roll fan. So so I, I just don't remember not knowing about Kiss growing up. And podcast listeners, you don't know this and you won't be able to see this, but I have a very a long tongue. Yes.
1: yes and uh, you know I, I think that uh, perhaps you've somehow just inherited it from Gene because Gene Simmons obviously gosh. he's the father oh of so gosh. many people it's just we never really know how this has
2: happened I'm just saying
1: we don't know because he's just he just well, is, no. disgusting as it sounds his DNA is in the air That's, you know you can just is, breathe it in That does
2: sound disgusting. because he
1: breathes fire <laughs> no, and he... it just goes out there and we can all get it
2: I've seen Gene Simmons Family Jewels
1: Yes, so, but that I mean, you mean the TV it, show, of not course. the actual oh, Family wow. Well, yes, look, the
2: TV show on AME. You don't,
1: you don't understand the listenership of the Black Blackcast. You know. They're very excited. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was like, uh, whoa, this yes, is whoa, a story. This is a story <laughs> that
2: I'm going to listen to. No, this show. Yes. Big, big fan for yeah. sure. I was actually, well, I dressed up as Paul Stanley for Halloween one year and then as Gene Simmons another year. Full with the costume and everything. And wow. So then yeah.
3: the, the, the listeners can find you. I'm sure on your social media you have some like Gene
1: Simmons picture, right?
2: You know, it's been a while. Do you have
1: are are those pictures from past Halloween something that you want to share with people? I mean, Maybe in an sure. Instagram story, so it's not up forever. I sure. know exactly. how you love the Instagram stories. I
2: do love myself. My Instagram Cut and cut
1: there. Anyone on social media Stop. definitely loves themselves to some extent. Stop. And this is a guy I'm you pointing guys. at Jeff who loves himself with his social oh, yeah. media now because he has so many followers. I'm MasterBot.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway. I really want
2: to get a bell thing. What well, I need to say? you know what?
1: I'll I'll pass it over there when I feel like. Well, no, like I just I want to you be able to taste something. Don't, don't touch no. my oh, bell. It's over here. It's mine. <laughs> I uh, you say notice something? how Jeff can't even get it. So uh, hey, anyway, I feel
2: like you have long enough arms. He he, you might be. A... I
1: actually probably could reach it. You career. could reach it. I mean, because this. Oh, is, yeah. See, yeah, exactly. Done. <laughs> now, Amy, you can't. Yes. No,
2: it. No, that's fine. Uh,
1: anyway, we are look. We are going to talk about Deadpool, but there's another thing that because Amy's actually in show business, she got to see four episodes of <laughs> Cloak and Dagger, yes. the Ooh. Marvel adaptation that'll be airing on Freeform starting in June. Uh, so, uh, again, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. But uh, what did you think of the first four episodes?
2: I was. Pleasantly surprised. I don't think I'm the only one that was a little hesitant about it being on free form. There's kind of that idea that when something's on free form, it's kind of... You know yeah that, that it's, it's gonna it's have a, younger...
1: a tone that's that skews uh, a little to like 12 year old girl exactly. for, for me you know where something like runaways I think has the young cast but they managed mm-hmm. to have the right tone where you know you just didn't feel like a weirdo watching the show about the the high school kids <laughs> did you see runaways on Hulu I
3: did I enjoyed it a lot and it's funny because the Hulu like marketing style for it is totally felt very tweenish yeah and I felt like I was watching it I was like, I could see how it could be, you know, cross have that cross appeal to people who are both just genuine fans of like the comic story, but then there's definitely, I mean, all the boys and girls are so cute. In well, that no, that's show, definitely right? true. They're all so the dreamy. boys
1: are, like, yeah, right? and the dinosaur also very <laughs> yeah. cute. That's oh my, my favorite God. dinosaur. I'm just look. I'm just putting. What
3: about
2: Barney?
1: No, I,
3: I no, can't no, think no. of his name. the The dad of the parents who who made the dinosaur or whatever was in Clerks 2, so that's yeah. all I think about Kevin, is him like bitching about Frodo and barfing. Kevin Weissman, he <laughs> was also I it. on Alias, actually.
1: Okay. Yeah, so right. I, uh, I remember yeah. that now. Anyway, uh, so the actual reaction to the uh, Cloak & Dagger
2: show. Yes, so yes, having seen the first four, I think they did a really good job. I really, really, I'm already rooting for these characters, and having... You know, talk to them in person, they're so freaking excited and they're very grateful to be in the Marvel universe. And I think that that really, you know, speaks to how they, they play these characters. They're not just fooling around, they take it seriously. And I, I want people to give it a shot. Um, don't dismiss it because it is on free form. I'm excited to see the rest of the episodes when I guess those come out, and I will have to in, watch in, them again in
1: like five weeks. In That's like five probably weeks, probably when you can start, you can pick up. So,
2: I guess I, know. I guess so, I will have to wait. This is what
1: happens when you're when you're famous and you get to go on red carpets. Uh, and me? Yeah. speaking of red carpets, <laughs> you spoke with uh, Jessica Jones herself, Kristen oh Ritter. We named a recent episode of Cast after her, Kristen Ritter. I, I hardly, hardly knew know her. her.
2: Yeah, AKA. A.K.A.
1: AKA. Jessica Jones. Uh, And uh, those videos can be found where? I know they were posted online. Uh, Yes. And Um, you probably tweeted them, but where also? I
2: believe I have. They're all on Red Carpet Report on YouTube. Okay. So it's one of the outlets that I work for. And it was more than just Kristen Ritter. It was, well, you'll have to actually see. Oh,
1: no. Well, uh, so did you tell Kristen Ritter that uh, Jessica Jones is your favorite of the Marvel shows? Or are you professional? (laughs)
2: I was professional, but I also, I'll tell you guys this. I started off the interview asking about her dog, Mikey. And she just smiled, and I was like, well, there you go. That's a good way. And then I followed it by asking her the difference between knitting and crocheting. She turned her to her publicist, and she was like, wow, these are really great questions. See? And so basically, what I'm trying to say is that we're besties at this point.
1: Yeah, so you'll yeah. be on Jessica Jones season three.
2: Yeah, well, actually, Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish, yes, said, you should totally come on set. And I looked at the camera, and I said, well, you, you heard it here first. I mean, if Let's Trish says this. it,
1: it has to be true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, Trish didn't give you a little Cray Cray, she wouldn't she sing for didn't.
2: you, and you know, I really wanted to ask yeah. her, but it's that whole how far can I go? Well, and also,
1: honestly, probably a lot of people do ask her, so exactly. it's it's one of the things you want to ask her, and exactly. that doesn't mean I wouldn't have asked because I definitely would have. Plus, it's better if it's natural, right? Yeah, yeah she has to want to give us some Cray Cray, yeah.
2: Uh, that all was right. great. And, I like that.
1: And then, before we dive into Deadpool, there's one other little bit of news I wanted to talk about. There is the first teaser trailer for shazam now this is outside the marvel universe and we're going to talk about it anyway (laughs) and uh, i'm going to go first Uh, i saw it and i love zachary levi because i was a big fan of chuck that was one of my wife and my favorite shows that we used to watch it's a great show very funny i think he was perfect for the part and uh, i think that he can be very good as shazam now they have the photo. In case you haven't seen the poster, he's got a big gulp where they've taken the branding away. Of course, <laughs> couldn't couldn't get that sorted out with Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a uh, large glug. <laughs> <it's>, it is <laughs> a large glug. Oh, That's another it. possible episode title: Large Glug. <laughs> and he's holding it while he's in the Shazam suit. And my observation, I wrote this on Twitter, was that I feel like. As much as I love Zachary Levi, I feel like this tone is from a studio that doesn't understand what they're doing, and you know, Deadpool really works, and we'll spend most of the episode talking about that because it's funny because that character is designed that way. As far as I understand, Shazam's not a particularly funny character. We could use uh, Will's guidance on this, but I thought I feel like you've read or seen cartoons or something with Shazam. Seen
3: some Shazam,
1: and he's probably not a jokey Deadpool type.
3: Well, uh, nobody's on Deadpool's <laughs> level of like that's true. Because the whole point of Deadpool is is to make fun of himself to break that yeah. fourth wall in the comedic sense.
1: And he's he's sort of like Spider Man amped up because Spider Man always jokes, but then Deadpool it's like. I'm also, you know, a murderer.
3: Yeah. I think uh, from my experience of Shazam, it'd probably be from, like, some of the DC cartoons kind of Mm -hmm. things that I've seen. And it's usually the comedy comes from, like, Billy Batson when he's in kid form is, like, a kid. So that's, you know... There's some natural levity to that situation. And then uh, Shazam or whatever. What he, Does he call himself something else when he's Shazam? Well, he's, he's Captain Because he can't Marvel. call himself Shazam, otherwise right. he'd change back.
1: Right, so he's Captain Marvel, but obviously Marvel, DC right. doesn't want to have a movie called Captain Marvel exactly. when Marvel has a movie called Captain Marvel, and also Marvel is called Marvel. Mm-hmm. So there's all these marvelous <laughs> reasons. That's for you, Amy. Uh, there's all these marvelous reasons as to why you can't call him Captain Marvel. So,
3: yes, Captain Marvel, uh, not Miss Marvel, no. uh, but Captain Marvel I could, he is kind of serious in the sense where it's like when Captain America was funny, but not because he was making a joke, but because he said things like language. Yeah, that would true. be Aww. Miss uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Oh,
1: oh, speaking of which, those you, who you can't Look see, that. but although in the thumbnail you might see uh, Amy has on mm-hmm. uh, Captain America's shield,
3: and probably for the thousandth time, I'll say that my sister used to do plays with the Evans brothers, so, so, sh- so we're pretty
1: much BFFs. So she, so uh, Amy, you're BFFs with both Jessica and Trish, pretty much, yeah. and Jeff is BFFs with. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're and BFFs
2: with. I, ha- Chris, I, Claremont. I hang out with Chris
1: Claremont. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Are we BFFs? You'll have to listen to the conversation. Uh, we got some reaction to this, uh, the the poster, and we'll get you guys' thoughts in a moment. But on Twitter, David Huey, and yes, that's right, David H O O I E says they're trying to stress the quote "kid in a man's body" angle, like the movie Big. That's fine, but I don't know that uh, that's going to really work you know i don't know that that tone is what's going to work best
3: i think it could though here's so hear me out i think that we're hitting a point of like fatigue on superhero movies just based on the fact that there's a superhero in this movie like that no longer does it for me as an audience goer if you start using superhero or like superpowers as just part of a larger narrative, I think that does have more potential. I think that's kind of why the original Deadpool was successful because it wasn't just a movie where it's like, hey, look at this superhero and eventually he's going to team up and here's some cool Easter eggs about these other cool guys that are totally coming up for this other awesome movie. It was just like, hey, here's a movie about a guy. It's kind of a love movie, but it's also got this superhero dude so he can do all these things where he breaks the rules and it can just be a funny comedy with a superhero in it. I... If that's what they're doing, I think it has potential. Like, imagine a movie with as much heart as big, just using this kid turning into a superhero as part of that narrative, like as a narrative device, rather than being like the meat and potatoes of the narrative
1: itself. And I think that obviously this tone can also work for, say, Ant Man, who they didn't treat Mm -hmm. hyper seriously because he's Ant Man. Uh, One more comment from Twitter from our friend Dominicus Saxon, referring to the Shazam poster. It sounds like they intended to be goofy without realizing that isn't what people want. The decision to go this route was obviously made by someone in an expensive suit who's never seen a comic book (laughs) in his life. Uh, Also, the opposite of a shout out to a Twitter follower of mine, Bicycle Repairman Number 6, usually uh, very supportive. He's uh, at Weapon O. Choice on Twitter. He uh, retweeted my tweet with an at Zachary Levi to see what he thinks. Now, Zachary Levi, I don't think we'll ever see it in ever comment, but he's trying to stir up some shit. So I don't appreciate that <laughs> weapon of choice, Dick. but uh, you're a follower, and I believe you listen to the Cast, so uh, I, I will just have to uh, soldier on without it. Now, Amy, you see this picture. Yes. You probably don't know that much about Shazam or Captain Marvel. Uh, what do you I think? I know a little bit well, about that Captain... That, that Captain Marvel. Not, yes. Yeah.
2: It reminds me of an equivalent. Okay, okay, so you don't know this, Jeff, but... I'm a big rom-com fan, and some people think... To be fair, you are a
1: girl. I am a girl. So it is an assumption. So when you meet the girls who aren't, that's where I'm like, well,
3: whether or not it's a correct assumption is to be determined, but it is an assumption. It is an assumption.
2: Exactly. But Uh, so
1: you're a big rom-com fan.
3: I'm a big,
2: good, good rom-com fan. What's
1: the best one in in your estimation, or one of the? But you don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. And then
3: what's the worst, so that we can kind of understand? Well, I could
2: go on and on about the worst, but just
3: give us a taste. Must love
1: dogs. That's what I saw that
2: in the failure theater with my wife because my wife
1: wanted to see that. I saw Must Love Dogs. I'm so
2: sorry. Well, I'm truly sorry. It was her sorry. birthday, so oh, yeah, well, that's
1: what you do. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, She didn't like it either, by the way, so but she bad. thought
1: she wanted to see it. <laughs> Same.
2: Must Love Dogs, Failure to Launch. Mm, that's another <laughs> I mean, good, those bad was, one. Those are the first ones that come to mind. As far as good... I would say you've got mail. Sure. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I and mean, I mean, those, those are those are the top ones.
1: Those are those are the gold standard. You know, those are those are the Citizen Kane of rom com, the yeah. Avengers Infinity War of
2: rom com. <sighs> What's maybe
3: a rom com that you like that other people don't like?
2: Um, like a guilty pleasure yes. kind yes. of thing. Well, funny enough, I'm going to be on Guilty Pleasures tomorrow, on
1: which might be today when people hear this. So or that is that so, is that yes. popcorn talk or? Ye-
2: Yes, yes. Because it's a
1: movie, so I feel like it's popcorn talk, not After Buzz.
2: Yes, and well, one of them is uh, 51st States. Okay. Oh, I think
1: that's a cute movie. I mean,
2: you know, it's a cute movie. Now, uh,
1: I want to know if you've ever seen one of my favorites uh, because of the uh, time frame that came out. Have you ever seen the movie Singles, the Cameron Crowe movie? Okay, no. That's a great one. It's from a very specific time and place uh it's uh, cameron crowe also made say anything which oh, i think yes. is yes. yes he's done a ton of other movies but i'm using that as the example to let you think like oh he made that rom-com that everybody likes this one is probably good but not as well appreciated of course he also made jerry mcguire he Aww. also
2: made vanilla sky and no
1: oh i saw aloha in the theater Oh, Ooh. one of the worst movies i've ever oh, seen no. still didn't walk out though you know why because i paid five bucks exactly can't, you
2: can't gotta to stay in there
3: I love the uh, rom-com. It's from the 90s. Uh, maybe you've seen it, Christian, called Kids with uh, Chloe <laughs> that's,
1: that's an interesting That's That's the one rom-com where uh, a group of kids beat up a homeless person in that's Washington great. Square Bar- Park that's... with, a, uh, but, with but, a skateboard. But reveal
3: the real r- romantic part of it, which is the ending. Oh, where I'm we... not going to say it. Where we find out that this uh, main character has been basically, like, spreading AIDS
1: around. Yeah, just, like, sleeping with Chloe yeah. Savini and yeah. all these other characters. And and then Casper the Friendly Ghost. and Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fair. dark movie. It's a really fucked it's up movie. It's a very dark movie, which, by the way, I, I saw at the Angelica Theater in New York. So after I walked out of the movie, I walked through Washington Square Park, and I'm like, hey... These, those kids might beat me up in here. <laughs> anyway, as we often do on the podcast, we've gotten away from what we wanted to talk about. So you're saying with Shazam, you're getting kind of a rom-com vibe. Well, hmm.
2: cheap rom-com, yeah. bad rom-com vibes. Oh,
1: like a muscle of dogs vibe. Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: the poster looks like that. And honestly, like, it pains me to look at this. And for me to compare a superhero kind of movie to a bad rom-com, you know it's bad.
1: Yeah, I I think that's not what they should be going for. The the whole approach, just like we're all saying, essentially, is that they're just missing the point, really.
3: Here's, here's, I'll give them some, if they want to be funny, I'll give them some funny marketing. No. Because if you look at this, <laughs> no. it's pretty easy. Just sh- go, give me a lightning bolt, and then just in parentheses
1: after it, not the Flash. <laughs> not the Flash. Oh. I like yeah. that. That's, <laughs> not the that's Flash. That's a million
2: times better than what we have here.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why the fact that he has a big gulp is supposed to be funny. Look, he got I,
2: thirsty. I love, I love people. Silicon
1: Valley, and uh, <laughs> the character Big Head always walks around with a giant big gulp. I think he actually walks around with a double gulp. And, uh, you know, it's a little little side story. One of the shows I do here at AfterBuzz is the Silicon Valley After Show. And we had Josh Brenner on, who plays Big Head, And we all got gigantic, uh, big gulps for that, and we got one for him. He didn't touch it. (laughs) I think he's just like I don't. don't That's disgusting. High fructose corn syrup. No, we got him Diet Coke. But I think he also didn't want the uh, the aspartame or whatever. But also, I don't think he trusted us to give him a a drink. You know, (laughs) he's like, imagine if I go on this show and I get roofied. (laughs) So imagine if you didn't
3: get roofied. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) What What am I doing? When celebrities come to any of the shows that I'm on, there's usually the expectation. Of being roofied, but only what? for celebrities. Okay, so you're me now. But you're also famous, so I don't know. That's well, a kind of a gray area. That's funny. So I just I'm don't. Not. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I I feel like I like Zachary Levi. I'll probably see that movie. Uh, it's certainly not really on my radar, so it was probably was good timing. Uh, although, if you believe certain articles, there is superhero fatigue starting to settle in. Uh, no, but. I, you know, Deadpool made 125 million dollars, which is where we'll start with Deadpool. It, it's not a slouch. That's no. fine opening weekend. I mean, you know, uh, Infinity War is still in theaters. You know, it's there's you know, Solo's coming up. Maybe people are going to wait for that. Who knows? But at the same time, I, I don't know. I think I think Deadpool did fine.
2: Well, it did better than fine. It now is the top grossing. Okay, let me see if I can say this right. Top grossing R-rated film in its first weekend
1: and it, oh so the, okay, okay no, do you get one yeah i do <laughs> yes. well one of the other shows that amy does for popcorn talk network is a box office breakdown so mm-hmm. you need to you need to monitor the box office uh yes, often yes and uh you know don't check the box office receipts for the black cast i don't think it has generated a lot of income yet i think there's been money spent on it but i don't know that it's really come back in <laughs> uh so we now turn our attention to deadpool 2. so if you've enjoyed this conversation Thank you, thanks for sticking around. But now is the point where you're going to have to stop listening if you haven't seen the movie. Or, like some people, like the aforementioned Domenico Saxon did with... He just listened to our Infinity War episode because he just was like, I just want to hear what they, they thought. And I was like, all right. And then he went to see it anyway and he still liked it. So, you know, if all if right. you don't care about spoilers, then stick around. But if you do care about spoilers and haven't seen the movie, then we will see you a little later. We'll see in a few months when it's on <laughs> Blu-ray, maybe. But, uh, you know, always... Always be able to check us out next time on a podcast. Let's do that later. But anyway, uh, so now we should have a sound effect, but we don't. The big spoiler curtain will come down. So that was a tumbleweed. That, ble- that was that the was. spoiler tumbleweed.
3: the yeah <laughs> wanna... das- <laughs> S- spoiler-, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. So I don't know if that's
1: you were, like the iron. I don't know if you were going curtain. for Colossus, but that sounded exactly like Elizabeth Olsen in Ultron. Wow. That's yeah. what I was going for. You were for. going for that. Did-
3: you, got it, you <laughs> got it, dude. You
1: uh, got it, dude. Yes, and for people who want to you hear more it. from DJ Tanner, uh, that'll be coming up in in a few weeks. That's a reference to the last episode, Amy. Uh, we have oh, okay. a, a lot of plans in the work for some <laughs> freestyle rapping. Oh, that's uh, fantastic! Because Shareable Texas just made that theme song for us that you heard at the beginning of the show. Texas, Shareable, Shareable Texas. Texas. Yeah, well, I
2: really a, like that handle. He's
1: a fan of the Trump Report, and uh, he made a song for uh, for for that she show and it. for some of the other people
3: the uh, theme song the th- no, no
1: no no the, the different oh theme oh oh the Trump reports I got gotcha. yeah, yeah. and then I complained <laughs> yeah. I was like hey how can a podcast doesn't have a theme song and then I kind of forgot about it and then he's like sorry it took so long there it was so uh, I did remember to send him his Blackcast T-shirt. Nice. And uh, speaking of Blackcast T-shirts, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the next half hour or so goes. Wow. I Amy. Mean, we'll see so if, if you get yourself it. on. I really want Uh one. We are nothing if not chivalrous here on the Blackcast, so I feel like we should go ladies first. And Amy, your thoughts on Deadpool 2 and realizing, again, spoiler heavy, all the spoilers. You can uh, share every single spoiler at this point from the rest of the episode.
2: Freaking Domino is amazing.
1: Love Domino. Mm-hmm. Probably love Domino in the movie more than as a character in the comics. Just because I was always like, it was always a gimmick, like what she looked like. It's sort of reverse. She's got the painted white face. It's basically like Paul Stanley is basically what her look is. You know, just with like a circle over one eye and she has a painted white face. So anyway.
2: But yeah, I, I, I like that we got some X-Force in there. I <laughs> yes. I like how we got rid of them. You know, they just slowly start dying because of the high wind advisory and But to of, be fair,
1: who knew that there was gonna be a high wind advisory? I mean as Deadpool said.
2: No one. <laughs> no one. And um the well the way the, the film kicked off by, you know, killing Vanessa. I really got very emotional, thinking like, wow, we're gonna, this is happening, great. After Infinity War, half the world disappearing, now Vanessa's gone. I was kind of upset. Yeah, Kind of, I mean, a lot. And so at the end, when it's basically like, never mind, (laughs) this didn't really happen, I was glad, and I think that Deadpool is the only kind of Marvel character that can get away with doing that, because he's so freaking different, and I like that. Also, Cable... (laughs) I like the interactions between Cable and Deadpool. I was able to not well, do a little bit of digging between, um, you know, like the time that I guess we last spoke about Deadpool Yes, yeah, so, we, so we
1: talked about Deadpool on Sunday night when yeah. we did uh, Marvel TV Weekly, and then as we're talking, it's Tuesday where you had some time to do some digging for Marvel movie news.
2: Yes, so I like the interactions that were able to kind of transcend, you know, from the comics to the movie, and Josh Brolin, he he did a really good job. I think that sometimes people might be like, really? Guys, there's so many other people that could play Well, I do Cable. love the moment
1: where he says, hold on Thanos. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that yes. stuff in the movie, but that was a particularly good all one. These, and yes. yeah, uh, Cable's not a funny character at all. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were able to have it a little bit, you know, where it's like Basically, you know, get your hand off of my junk, sort of, you know, I'll stab you. That's kind of stuff that I think is the way in which cable can be funny. Although the fact that he thinks dubstep is for pussies is uh, was very funny. Actually, I thought that was, that, that was probably um, one of the best. Uh, Jeff, you know, our friend Liev mm-hmm. loves him some Deadpool. But what else does he like a lot? Dubstep. dubstep. Ah. So he hasn't seen the movie yet because I texted him. If he had seen it, I would have had him Skype in for at least a little bit. And when I saw that, when that dubstep part happened, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be his favorite movie ever, <laughs> like ever, because it's Deadpool and there's dubstep
2: twice.
1: Uh, so what were some of the other things that stood out for you, Amy?
2: The silly moments like the basic instinct
1: part so much the baby legs
2: i and it's so weird because i honestly can't put my finger on what i find funny sometimes it'll be raunchy humor sometimes it's just like silly slapstick whatever but this just got me for sure and I, i loved it um The end, also, when Deadpool's kind of dying, but he's not. I was also thinking, (laughs) oh, my gosh, are they going to kill him, too? Like, okay, I'm in for this ride, Marvel. And then he does, but then, you know, the whole Vanessa situation. I'm like, okay. And the whole teddy bear part. With Cable. Cable
1: just has like, a teddy bear oh. on it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a little dark, but I mean, Cable's dark. a fairly dark character, and these are, yeah, look it's a very dark world. Uh, not Thor 2, the no, dark world. Okay, I was gonna <laughs> say. Though that
3: totally changed what happened in Days of Future Past, because if if changing the timeline could have like retroactive effects on the things that you currently have, uh, wouldn't Wolverine have just suddenly dematerialized from the past? It depends,
1: because there are a lot of thoughts on time travel. Now any time that you do time travel, you necessarily you essentially create another reality. So there's one way to do it and this is something that was dealt with in the current season of Agents of Shield is that if you fix the timeline, characters could disappear because you changed something that made it so that you know that series of events never happened. Now what you also get sometimes is that you've immediately created a new reality and that's the premise of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies is that Mm -hmm. those are in a new timeline. Everything that came before also happened and this fixed point in time where things changed. So that's one of those things that they deal with a lot on say like Doctor Who where it's like well you know these things change but they don't really change sometimes and so you might have created a new timeline, which is the one that you're going to focus on for the movies, because in those movies, you know, James Marsden's not dead and really X-Men three never happened and that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, and I guess it's a perfect transition to the post credit sequence where Deadpool makes sure to, uh, tidy up the timeline and, uh, being inserted, <laughs> that's for Deadpool, uh, into X-Men origins Wolverine, which, uh, it was one of the most disappointing experiences at the movie. It's not worse than Aloha, but I love Wolverine. I love those characters. I was excited that Deadpool was in it. I I, I thought that was going to be a great movie. And, uh, Terrible. I, I've been wrong about movies before, but I think that might be the wrongest I've ever been. The little nod to uh, Ryan Reynolds reading the Green Lantern oh, script, that was hysterical. I, I really want to know what our friend Will is going to think of that because he likes that movie. Now you're in
3: the big time. Yeah.
1: And I, uh, you know, and then actually <laughs> going back and saving Vanessa, which there's the question, and we'll we'll start with you, Amy. Do you think that he actually did go back and save her, and now in Deadpool three, she'll still be around?
2: Yes, because I, I, I think that too. Yes,
1: uh, Jeff.
3: Yeah, and I don't see why not, because to me, that's very much in line with Deadpool in general, like as a character. Um, especially because one of my early introductions to him was uh, the graphic novel Deadpool kills the Marvel universe where he's literally going around killing everybody (laughs) because he realizes he's a comic book character and he feels like that's a futile existence because he's just being made to suffer over and over again. (laughs) So it's just like, when that's your in- introduction to a character, like you're like, oh, oh, and we retcon something at the end of the movie, yeah, that fits.
1: Yeah, and I put this theory out there on Marvel TV Weekly, which is I just think Morena Background was unavailable because she's also on Gotham, and then whenever they filmed the movie, she's like, yeah, you know, I-, I can give you like a week, I can give you a few days. So they were like, all right, let's figure out something that we can do. <laughs> let's kill her, but then we can have her in another movie. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's, uh, it, it was, it was an interesting gimmick. And I liked all the post-credits stuff because most because it was funny, but that's sort of an interesting choice because it kind of undoes th- his drive for the entire movie. And that's one of those situations where you have to believe in the creating the separate timeline because for Deadpool to go back and fix that, he probably remembers all the things that, brought him to the point where he fixed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it that obviously you've created like a weird loop. So fortunately, from what I understand, time travel is not real. So we don't have what? to understand we don't it. Know that. We don't know that for sure. That's true. That's a, that's a, that's a great <laughs> point. <it>? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But uh, we don't know for sure. Now, uh, and we'll get Jeff's thoughts. Uh, uh, the thing about Vanessa dying, it, it came up that it's this, uh, this trope in comic books called Women in Refrigerators. And what this deals with is that something bad happens to a female character. And sometimes it's some kind of, it could be sexual assault. It could be death. It could be something just bad that happens. And the only reason it happens is to make the main character sad and to give him a purpose. And so there are people who are very critical of when these things happen. Uh, and then there's articles written about it. Like there's one on Vox is the one that I read. But she she's not dead at the end so you you should have gotten to the end of the article and been like oh but wait no and they just deleted it because it actually didn't except of course it does happen it just gets undone uh and i don't know i mean i think you tell the story that you think makes sense you know i i think when you start having these things you know because there's there's this other thing that like oh you know when you have two women in a scene and they're only talking about men or how men impact their life It's like, well, sometimes those are the scenes that you make. And I don't know. I mean, I'm a man. I'm a white man, too. So obviously I can't really judge these things. But um, what do you think about sort of that notion, Jeff? Is it uh, does it seem I don't know. Does it seem like it's too common? It doesn't really to me. It seems like something that if you're at least mindful of it and you still do it anyway, you know, you're like you've thought about it. It's like, no, this makes sense. So here's my thing.
3: I, I think it's a valid argument based in the idea that, like, the vast majority of stories that have been told, at least in my lifetime, have been from a male perspective. So, of course, it will be, like, their companion in a heteronormative way will be a woman. So when this woman is in peril, they will be, like, that much more motivated to achieve X, Y, or Z. So, yeah, from that perspective, I understand the argument. I don't think I think you have to take it on a case by case basis. I don't think that her name's Vanessa, right? Yes. She she has never appeared to be a powerless character in my opinion. In this, in any of she's these, she's definitely
1: moments. a bit of a badass.
3: So my, and, and I guess I don't know that I'm necessarily the right person to make the argument because I'm a man. So it's like this. My gender is being represented, like, as as a white man, my gender and ethnicity is represented, overrepresented by most people's accounts. So, but, but from my perspective, no, like, if the story's good... If she's not just see, um, if she's not just catatonic like the the woman from Night of the Living Dead, she's one of my like most hated female characters. You talking she, about the original, the original George Night Romero, of the Yeah, because the I can't, I don't know the name of the character, but there's a, I think a woman it's Gwen or something like who that who right like, from uh, the yeah, beginning yeah. sees a zombie and then for the rest of the movie yeah. just can't do anything. She just is like.
1: Ah! <laughs> Which by the way, if I saw a zombie, that would be me. That would be me for the whole movie. I,
3: I understand that could be a, a reaction people have, but I'm like as a character in a film and as like the only woman can you not? can you can you be a human right now and say things and do things and not just be like a function of uh, oh, here's another burden and why we can't have just gone out of this house already. So um, so I I felt like I like Vanessa. I didn't have an issue with her being put in a kind of... Taken out of the film because again, uh, we still had some female representation. We had Domino, who is, yeah, I think we've mentioned already one of the best characters in the film. Um, what's her name? Something ZZ that the girl who plays her, the actress. Oh, I,
1: I, that's a great, she's question. got
3: an interesting name, but it's like she's great. She's also in the Donald Glover show on FX Atlanta. And she's great in that. So I'm sorry,
1: you mean Childish Gambino's yeah, show? Yes, oh, sorry. Childish Gambino's. Mean, you mean Lando's show?
3: I mean Lando's show. Oh, and Zazzy Beats.
1: Man, I wish I had a name cool like that. That's like, a really. Dope if I name. had a name half as. If I had the Zazzy or the Beats, like I would yeah. trade just one of them. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, in true mansplaining faction, I uh, brought up that concept and asked a man first. But, uh, Amy, what do you think about this notion?
3: It's because we're saving the best for last. Yes. Uh huh. Saved us.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing. Tina Fey was on David Letterman's talk show recently on Netflix, and she talked about, you know, starting off at SNL and how it wasn't like a purposeful thing of let's not have women writers. It was just like, oh, and the more women writers you have, the more opinions you get, the more different kinds of points of view you get. So it's not that it's done in um you know, in a bad, like a bad intention, but it's just like, oh, I just didn't think of it. And I think that's, that is a problem because just not thinking about like, hey, well, that's true. Yeah, that does happen. She just kind of, you know, she dies, something bad happens and then the hero, the guy has to save everything and because of that. It's Well, let's try other stories. I think that's why Domino is so cool, which is that's great. That's one one character. Sure. Um, but that's why like with Infinity War when we get three fantastic women fighting each other, um and, well, yeah, fighting each other, fighting to help each other as well. Um, I think that's why, like, it makes it fun to watch. Where it's it's different. It's not your normal kind of uh, story that's been told multiple times. But some people are saying that uh, Vanessa is kind of like Lady Death, so that's why they they went that route. We were talking about this on Marvel Movie News. So I'm like, you know, I don't think every single female character needs to be the strongest. That's fine. Let's show diversity. Yes i also don't think all male characters should be the strongest that's okay like let's show other kinds of things but let's just be open to hey that's true i didn't think of that let's mix it up but in the case of vanessa i think it i think it was fine i think that if people are suggesting that she could be lady death then that kind of makes sense but i don't i mean that's That's just a suspicion that people have and, you know.
1: It's also hard to motivate Deadpool in this way kind of with anything else. You know what I mean? Like he begrudgingly realizes like, "Ah, I can't let this guy travel through time to kill this kid because he's a kid. You know, so it's like you there's so little of Wade Wilson that's human that you have to figure out a way to touch on those Mm -hmm. things and it it has to be fairly drastic you know it's it's the the death of the woman he loves it's the idea that this kid's going to get killed because of something that he's going to do in the future which by the way, is one of those quintessential time travel questions, do you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? Looper. This was just like Looper, but like less With with less Bruce Willis.
3: Yeah, and 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 a cooler kid. Makeup.
4: Yeah, the kid was actually pretty
3: funny. So the kid is, uh, I can't think of his name, he's like Julian Dennison or something like that, and he's the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People, which is the Taika Waititi movie that he did before Thor. And he is fucking hilarious in that movie and this one. And, uh, I mean, first of all, just having him in this movie made me feel a little bit like Taika was part of the movie. I was just like, oh, yeah. Give me a little, like, uh, New Zealand accent. Give me a little, yeah, like, no, some it's dry any, jokes. All right.
1: Anyone in New Zealand, it ties right back to Taika Waititi, clearly. <laughs> but yeah.
3: then it's like, I definitely, I don't mean, I think this comes from Taika because it's so represented in all his movies. But uh, Julian's jokes, where it's like 90s pop culture references, is like a, a style of comedy for people from New Zealand. Cause it's like, ah, oh, we get shit so late. <laughs> 90s reference. Like um, in Hunt for the Wilder People, one of my favorite jokes is uh, Julian's character. And then this, the, the lady who has the staff from Thor is a social worker in that film. And they're standing on like opposite sides of a ridge. And he's like, you're Sarah Connor and I'm the Terminator. It's like, no, you're Sarah Connor and I'm the Terminator. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's anyway, so there's a I don't know. There's a, there's a lot surprisingly a lot of heart to the movie as Deadpool tells us in the beginning. It is a family movie. It I, is. I don't quite know when my son's gonna see it. I've had that thought. Like, well, when does he get to see Deadpool? Like, I know when he can see Spider Man, but. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, 13? Because I, I, I would have seen these movies at 13. And it's like, maybe if the way to look at it is like, you look at the the, the MPAA rating from like the grade down. So it's like an R-rated movie, you can see when you're 13. PG-13, yeah, you could probably see when you're 10. You'll probably be all right. But I don't know. It's so hard to figure out. But anyway, uh, those are my problems. Uh, some of my favorite things in the movie, we'll go with the biggest first. The fact that we have the juggernaut in the movie, and I had no yeah. idea it was in the movie. Yeah. They did a really good job of hiding it, even within the movie, didn't know that he was the the beast they were referencing. And apparently, what I didn't realize is that that is Ryan Reynolds doing some motion capture as the Juggernaut. Interesting. I had no idea, and that was awesome. And the fight with Colossus is everything I wanted. And I love how he set it up with like, get ready for some CGI fight. I forget how he put it, but whatever he said. It's like, great, because that's what I want. Because the Juggernaut's a great character. Mm -hmm. And I I have a very soft spot in my heart for Colossus. So the fact that we get him in these Deadpool movies, even though he's a funny version of Colossus, uh, I'm still glad that he gets treated well in these movies because he has not been treated well in the X-Men movies. And speaking of the X-Men... That's a great that was a, throwaway. It's that so it That was a funny. great cameo. And I, love I was saying this earlier in the week that I need to see it again. And I can't wait till I have it on Blu-ray so I can pause it and just really like look at everybody mm-hmm. and see who's there. Because very clearly, you see The Beast. You definitely see Quicksilver. Uh, you saw Mag- per- uh, Perf- 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 Professor X. X. Yes. And uh, James McAvoy, Professor X. Yeah. Yes, of course. Because so, it's that sort of like current cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't quite know who else was there. But... Beast, Nick Holt. Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Beast, uh, Blue Beast, uh, Nick Holt. So, I mean, that stuff was great. And I love the usage of Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who's such a minor character. And also hey, not very... <laughs> yeah, not very much like the character in the movie, the actual Negasonic Teenage Warhead character. But I'm just glad that they use her. Uh, it would have been disappointing she was in there. And yes, Yukio was amazing. Just every, like hey, Wade, is every time she was on screen. And then I didn't know anything about that character. She's actually like an assassin for hire in the Marvel Universe. She's a little bit of an older character in terms of like they aged her down for this so she could be Negasonic's girlfriend. But I'm like, oh, oh, she has powers? That's awesome. I love Yukio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Yukio is another uh, badass woman <laughs> in the movie. Not on the scale of Domino, obviously. But uh, I thought it was it was great. And what they did assembling X-Force. And they're going to jump off the plane. You have ACDC's Thunderstruck. You're like, I've seen this in movies before. And you're like, all right, here it goes. And they introduce Shatterstar, who is a fairly significant character. He's an actual member of X-Force. And... I, I'm just pretty much better than you at everything. Yeah, I incorrectly identified him as Longshot's brother. I guess he's Longshot's son, but I knew he was Longshot's family member. And, uh, and then they just go and have him get killed right away. <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought just that was so funny and so Deadpool that he would assemble this team. And it's good to put in characters that you're like, oh okay, I know who I know who they are.
3: I also like that they went back and saved Peter. That was well, a good yeah, part. From that, that,
1: that. that was yeah. Just no. go home. <laughs> just go home. And he's like, he's like, okay. When which is great, too, because I feel like we will definitely get Peter in Deadpool 3. Because, I hope so. uh, Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. Just but he's a like, little something. I just like that he's like... I will be saw... the villain. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I like the idea that he's like, I, I just saw the ad and it sounded like fun.
2: We could uh, all learn a little something from Peter.
1: We, we sure But maybe could. not. Uh, and there's also some attention being paid to the cameos in the film. Uh, the most significant one, I guess, would be Brad Pitt as The Vanisher. That was a great one, Which too. was very nicely done. Uh, and uh, Matt Damon is one of the rednecks. Mm-hmm. And, and Alan
3: Tudyk was the other
1: one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I guess there had at one point been talk for Matt Damon to maybe be Cable, which is, so I think it's funny that he what? has a cameo. Uh, and some people that. count the, uh, the Stan Lee cameo in the movie, which most people I was missed. glad that
3: they did that just... The painting mural. Yeah. I was like, "Thank you. That's yeah. all I need. That's all you need." Well, yeah.
1: yeah. And and our our usual co-host Will uh, Amy. He uh, he's kind of tired. He doesn't like the mm-hmm. Stanley cameos. What? He's come around now, but he used to complain about it every Marvel movie. So I think what? he'll be relieved that it's a non-speaking cameo. I think
3: Will has. Here's what happened. Ten years ago, it was like we get it, Stan. And ten years on, it's like, oh, he's still alive. Cool. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah, doing
1: Exactly. Them. God bless you, Stan.
3: Um, there's there's a certain shelf life on those uh, cameos, so you got to get them in now.
1: <laughs> well, so uh, a cameo that I didn't catch, and I only found because Screen Rant put this list together, it's the T-shirt that Wade is wearing when he's in Professor X's chair. Those are Taylor Swift's cats on <laughs> <in> his T-shirt.
2: <gasps> oh, my gosh. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, of course, we have Quicksilver in the movie, as we already discussed. And uh, there's reference to the Essex, Essex House for Mutant Rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Now, the, uh, the deep dive nerds know that Nathaniel Alexis Essex, if you don't say his name right, then maybe nobody knows. Nathaniel Essex is uh, Mr. Sinister. sinister. Yeah, Mr. Sinister.
3: Mr. It's Doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, It's
2: Mr. to
1: you. Well, that's the funny thing, too, is that there was an original, this was on my, like, list of five-page of questions that I didn't get to with Chris Claremont, is that I wanted to talk to him about Mr. Sinister was originally going to be the manifestation of a little boy who was at the orphanage with Scott Summer Cyclops, and he didn't want Scott to leave. So he had this, like, basically monster that he was able to manifest out of his imagination, and he would go and kill people who, like... We're helping Cyclops. or wanted to adopt him. It's really dark, but then uh, it turns into something else. As with so many things, it's that like that movie,
3: film. The Ro- Meet the Robinsons, but like darker. <gasps>
2: <laughs> I don't know that movie. Wait, the animated one? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like so there's a genius guy uh, and then he's a kid in the beginning of the movie and then he gets brought to the future where he meets like his family in the future because he becomes a genius inventor and this is his like wife and son and it was his son who brings him in. And there's a bad guy and we battle the bad guy the whole time and then at the end we find out it was his roommate from the orphanage that he always <laughs> used to keep up all night with his inventions.
1: Oh. So very similar idea uh and uh we it's, do have, it's the same we do have written by
3: chris, <laughs> chris claremont
1: maybe he didn't get a credit in the movie though uh the uh nightcrawler also shows up in that scene at the x mansion by the way mm-hmm. uh one of the things i wanted to talk about is it's kind of it's not really a gripe but uh black tom cassidy is actually not a bad character uh yes his name is black tom cassidy and i believe he's irish so oh, is he black
3: irish. one of those uh guy you was Black Tom Cassidy either in the Hellfire Club or was he it, it, part of like uh, that Muir Island?
1: It's more Muir
3: Island, I Muir think. Island. Yeah.
1: So uh, Jeff read a lengthy run of The Uncanny X Men from, let's see, from issue 94 through 138. So I loaned him a. Huge bag of comics a while ago, and we're still talking about it. And, uh, yeah, so you read, like, all the... By the way, all every story that you read, written by Chris Claremont. Mm-hmm. And so you read all those stories, including the Dark Phoenix Saga, which... We've done a whole episode of the podcast about how it is the greatest comic book story ever
3: told. You can tell a story stories written by Chris Claremont when there's... You might as well just be reading a novel with each fucking panel because well, there's so a Chris much. Chris Claremont
1: panel has a lot of words into it and we've talked about that there is a specific letterer he used no matter where he worked. Sometimes he did stuff for Epic Comics which was an offshoot of Marvel and even when I think when he worked for DC briefly uh, and his name is Tom orzakowski and I think that he was the only one who could write small enough. Now you do a computer, so you could probably do it, but you have to write so small to get all that dialogue in there. And, you know, and he worked with some amazing artists, Chris Claremont did. So it's like you want to get all the dialogue in, but you don't want to, you don't want to lose Dave Cockrum, John Byrne, Paul Smith, John Romita Jr., and begrudgingly Jim Lee. You don't want to lose their artwork in that to some extent. So uh, that uh, is why there's so much lettering. Uh, Character that I don't know anything about that uh, is a uh, cameo in the movie, Irene Merriweather. Now, um, so I don't actually know much about her, but in the comics, she's, and I'll just use a direct quote. This is from Screen Rant. In, uh, In the comics, she's one of those amusing cases of Marvel feeling like a surprisingly insular place. Even though Marvel has an entire fictional world to play with, many characters are in the same relative location and even work at the same job. Uh, for instance, it's like how Peter Parker and Ben Urich both work at the Daily Bugle. Uh, in the comics, she often ends up in the misadventures of Cable and Deadpool 2. Um, and then, to be honest, I'm not quite sure exactly where she is in the movie, you know. Uh, but uh, I see a picture of her in the drawing. So, uh, let's see what uh, <laughs> what do you guys think as to where she is. She's in here somewhere, though. Um, hmm. But uh, I don't uh, I don't quite know where she went. But anyway... Uh, we also get the uh, the writers of uh, Deadpool in the movie. Lame. Yeah, uh, I guess Storm is also in that cameo. Uh, David Leach is the director, no? So I guess he put himself in it. Huh. Um, the humble. reference to Hope is Hope Summers, which is Cable's daughter. And who are Cable's parents, James? Oh,
2: um, wait, I know this. Um, Wait, what's her name? The one that has very interesting um, costumes. Wait, Madeline Pryor?
1: Yes. The... Oh. Yes! You know what? Mm-hmm. Here you go. That's a tough one. So go ahead. That's, oh, that's all okay. for you. Go ahead. You one,
2: do. two.
1: Yes. Oh, my it hurt. God. I know, it does hurt. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's also a torture device. It's designed <laughs> to cause pain. That was a trick. Yeah, yeah. so now I'm going to take yeah. it back because I don't want to hurt yourself again. <laughs> yes, uh, Madeline Pryor. And then who is Cable's daddy? we talked about this on Marvel TV I weekly
2: It's <laughs> just, it si- <laughs> just uh, yes
1: Cy- it is cyclops Oops. and yeah. that is my fundamental Cy- flaw with the storytelling of the cyclops character the moment when he leaves his newborn son slash pregnant wife and there's a little discrepancy in my memory behind so that he can go hang out with his dead girlfriend who is back to life, Jean Grey. But uh,
3: let's be honest, it's in the family. Like what did Scott Summers' father do uh, early on in his yeah. life? dip to become part of the Star Jammers. That's
1: true. And uh he's yeah, which by the way, I, I'm still waiting for the Star Jammers in a movie. Uh his father, yeah. Corsair, is a great character. Anyway, so uh, Space Pirate. So he is mm-hmm. Nathan Charles Christopher Summers. He's born in Uncanny X Men number two oh one and then he is a baby who gets sent into the future because he has this uh rare uh virus that was part of a storyline. So they send him off. And he they send him
3: up. to the future where, so that other people can get sick in the future?
1: No, so that they can cure him. Oh. But it's one mm-hmm. of those plot devices where it's like, yeah, but you can't come back. Really? But people come back from the future. No, you can't come back. Yeah, but I mean, Rachel Summers is from the you can't come back.
2: We don't want you to. Yeah, that's to. kind of what it
1: is. <laughs> so, so It's a that, boarding timeline. So that's his backstory. So it's really a reference to her. And uh, we also have... Let's see, who else do we have? Oh, and of course, Hugh Jackman shows up in the credits. That's not Hmm. really, but you know, that's not something we knew we would see. I like that the movie starts off with him, you know, making fun of uh, basically Logan for dying. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it. That's what I thought, what what you were saying before, Amy, I meant to say this, is that I thought that there was a chance that Deadpool could die. But in the way that Deadpool dies, we saw him get ripped (laughs) in half. So, you know, we saw him blow himself up. You know, he's able to uh, Mm -hmm. regenerate himself. So,
3: what if for the next one? I actually think if if this was their intention, I think it would be great. And you could definitely just have this happen so that it looked like it was your intention. Movie three, you either have Vanessa fully become Lady Death because she was spent so long dead, or him bringing her back was like an affront to Lady Death and that's how we get introduced to Lady Death as a character in the Deadpool universe.
1: I mean, I think that could be, it could be certainly an an interesting hook, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where we go from here, you know. Uh, I think we will get more Deadpool, and I think that, you know, it's a great revenue stream for Fox when they seem to be having some issues with their other X-Men properties, namely New Mutants, that has gotten bumped twice now, and it'll come out like a year and a half after it was supposed to come out. And Dark Phoenix being bumped, as far as it has, has more to do with Sophie Turner's uh, Game of Thrones schedule. But still, it's also something you're like, you know, look, a lot of movies get reshoot, reshot. Well, Most movies get reshot. It just depends on how extensive they are.
3: Has Fox officially been
1: bought by Disney no. yet? No, and uh, let's see. Maybe, uh, I
3: mean, let's be honest. That's probably what they're waiting for. Yeah. they like, well, let's just keep pushing it until we get Disney's <laughs> marketing team. Yeah. All right. Uh,
1: there's a chance that Comcast could sweep in, sweep in and swoop in. Cable? And- t- Town? They could, yeah, exactly Cable Town with a K that's a, it's a nice 30 Rock reference Cable Town could buy the whole thing and then that would throw it off but if Des- Disney does acquire Fox I think we can expect X-Men movies to kind of be on ice for a little while huh um, on no, ice Man. I didn't even mean it hey. Bobby Drake hey. hey Bobby Drake how you doing buddy the only character to, to not appear in the Dark Phoenix saga. All the old X-Men, except for Iceman. Mm-hmm. But he did go to the funeral on, on Kenny X-Men 138. Actually, all we've talked about in the past. Uh, there's the a glass
3: of water in one of the scenes that's
1: actually a Bobby Drake. Oh, so he was able to uh, to de-ice mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. And he was like he just like was like, hey, hey. Form Kenny, of water. Kitty, can you can you put me in the fridge? Thanks. I'll, Thanks. Be, I'll be better. Uh anyway, I think that uh, we'll get some more Deadpool, but if it all goes back to Disney They're going to sort of rethink what it is. Now, I think that Disney would still make R-rated Deadpool movies because they've worked because some of the thinking is, well, what does Disney, the brand Disney, do with a character like the Punisher? Well, they do multiple seasons of a Netflix series, so I guess they're not that apprehensive about this tone you know i think that they will certainly have deadpool maybe there'll be less jokes about disney that'd probably be about it
3: (laughs) you can't buy every like hardcore action franchise and then just be like and no more blood only kisses
1: the, like the Wampa blood.
3: didn't get its arm cut off he got its arm shook
1: off well see that's the worst and that's not a Disney thing the thing I'm about to reference that was Universal when or Steven Spielberg I guess did it himself when they went back to E.T. and they replaced the what the the military guys had guns mm-hmm. and they put walkie talkies I'm mean, like well, he would show up with guns yeah they're like,
3: ready to murder <laughs> that peaceful alien yeah. they cannot
1: <laughs> wait to kill E.T. I mean,
3: in fact hey. they, they actually cut out the part where they kill E.T.'s brother B.T. <laughs> B.T.
1: Well, uh, I think they also cut out the line, hey, BT, phone, death. (laughs) That's a little something that I'd like to see. Uh, Back to the old mailbag for uh, talk about Deadpool 2. Our friend David Hines wrote me a message. He uh, said, do you think that there will be a deleted scene that shows Deadpool regenerating his entire body after he blew himself up? I was a bit surprised it wasn't in the movie. Except it would have taken away from the kid's legs basic instinct joke after he got ripped in half. Um, it's an interesting point because I think you don't need to watch Wade regenerate two times. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think just having him, you know, wake up crashing on the couch at the X mansion, despite the fact that there's like a hundred rooms in there, he's still you know sleeping on the couch. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> I I think that that's probably what it is. I don't know. What do you think, Amy? You think that it's just like how many times do we need to see him do that? You know, how many jokes yeah. about. You know, about him growing parts are, are there going to be.
2: Yeah I think once I mean I like when we got it and I like how long it was and then that was it. We don't need to see it multiple times we didn't need to see it before I like how they handled it.
3: And it's not like they've done that exact trope before like get fully getting ripped in half is not they have not gone there they've cut people in half and other things like that but they haven't been like because what the last time when he had to grow something back it was his hand because he cut it off really quick not because he was ripped in two by another person
1: yeah but i'm
3: aw- saying the stakes were much higher in this one it clearly wasn't a parallel
1: by the way an awesome person the juggernaut
3: yeah who uh, he ripped himself in half <laughs> it's true just like i did this morning Ding it! Ding the bell!
1: No, I'm not gonna do it. it. If that's a poop joke, I. You know what? Here, I'll bring it closer. Whoa, but, I don't.
2: Yeah. What? Why? We
1: have a lady present. By the way, she's not as sensitive as who we usually have present. Uh, Will Sterling? Yeah. He's oh. he's our resident. Uh, he's our resident feminist. He says that. So, oh, good for him. Yeah. See, so you should have asked him oh, the question. Oh, you think I'm not gonna ask him oh. that? I, but who knows when he's gonna see the movie? And I think he's never gonna see Soul.
3: He's he's not gonna see it out of protest because he hates that trope. No,
1: he's going to be more upset about the Green Lantern part because of how much he likes the movie. And he's just like, OK, I get it. DC movies aren't
3: as good. Yeah, but Actually, he would never say that. Green Lanterns are cooler because they can't be girls.
1: <laughs> I'm not dinging that bell. Uh, anyway, what are, uh, is there any other lingering thoughts that we have? You guys think about it, but I wanted to actually read, there's a description for Deadpool that when I was looking to buy tickets on the AMC movie app, yeah that's right I don't know why I used a brand name, but anyway, (laughs) it's a hysterical description of the movie, so I wanted to read it for Blackcast Nation. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, (parentheses Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle Ninja the yakuza and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family friendship and flavor finding a new (laughs) taste for adventure, and earning the coveted coffee mug title of world's best lover. So that's the actual official description of the movie. When you go to buy tickets, when you're trying to convince somebody, oh, should I go see Deadpool? This is what comes up. Yeah, perfect. That's very Deadpool. And uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, we got that in there. Uh, By the way, also world's best lover, Jeff DeRay. I don't know, just assuming.
3: Also, I just want to point (laughs) out, I'm just going to ignore that, because how dare you tell other people that in front of the world.
1: That's right. I know. That's supposed to be between us. I'm yeah. sorry. But what, what did you want to say?
3: I was going to say how did we totally miss the fact that Donald Glover almost had a Deadpool TV show
1: on FX? You know, it's interesting. I mean, he it went far enough that he wrote scripts yeah. and he posted pages from it, which he then later took down. Uh, and I don't quite know what that is because that's Fox, I guess, getting cold feet. Maybe they want to do something else. But from what you read about that project, I don't know. I was excited about it. You know, I mean, at that point, I only knew him as Donald Glover from Community and a small role in Spider Man Homecoming. I didn't know him as Lando yet, and I certainly didn't know about Childish Gambino. Oh, and I guess I'd seen some episodes of Atlanta. But anyway, I just was like, oh, I think that'd be great. I think he'll have the right sensibility for this Deadpool animated series. And uh, especially when you read the pages for the. Like, the script you read was episode 12. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of work done in this. Yeah. I mean,
3: since you don't know Donald Gloverfax, did you know that he was hired his, like while still a senior at NYU to write for 30 Rock and, like, wrote for them out of college until he just left for the for, shit, for shits community. and giggles and then, and then got, community. got community?
1: I knew part of that. I knew the part of uh, 30 Rock, but I don't think I realized that it was uh, while I was in college. So Yeah. I think I have to stop liking him now because he's had too much he's, success it's, it's not fair. Never. Yeah, I mean, it's just how I feel. I don't, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, I don't, I don't want people that are that much more successful with that age. But I guess, you know, when you're 25, almost 26 and is successful as Amy, I guess no, it's easier yes. to deal with somebody else's Oh, he's so old. <laughs> he is pretty
3: old. He's only like 33, 34.
1: So old. No, that's what I mean. It's like, he's, he's so, too young to have that much success. Exactly. Because I'm old. That's that's the difference. Uh, anyway, are there any uh, final thoughts on Deadpool as we uh, wind up? The, I'm talking about the the film version. Any Deadpool two? Any other thoughts, Amy? Anything that you, we neglected to mention? Any more thoughts about Domino?
2: Well, I saw. So I've only seen it once, and yeah. I saw it Thursday night. And I went, and I have to say that a big part about going to movies, because I know a lot of people don't like going to movies.
1: People who listen to this podcast don't like yeah. to go to movies. Which is so.
2: crazy. But, like, okay. Is, um, <laughs> is the experience that you get of all watching something that's funny, absurd, just out there. Because, I mean, the people Thursday night were more vocal the entire way through the movie than all three times I saw Infinity War.
1: Yeah, it's so, a different kind of movie for yeah. sure. Uh, and and yeah, I think that it, you're definitely inclined to react more. And yeah, I don't enjoy watching a comedy movie or TV home alone by myself. It's like not as fun. Cause like, but if it's really funny, like a good example would be Zach Galifianakis' show Baskets on FX. When it's funny, it's so funny that I am there in my house laughing really hard by myself. But... A movie, it's more fun when you are laughing with other people. Now, what I run into a lot of times with these movies is you miss jokes because mm. you're mm. laughing so hard at the previous joke. And I definitely missed some Deadpool jokes, mm. uh, and I missed some jokes in Infinity War. I know that it wasn't a joke fest, but there were definitely some jokes in there that I that I missed out on.
3: I definitely uh, this I I went later than I normally went to, to go to see yeah. these things. So it was a fairly dead theater when I went and Deadpool, uh, yeah, dead, dead theater. Deadpool theater and uh (laughs) I prefer that to to having other people only because I get mad at them for making me miss jokes. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I,
1: shut your damn mouth. I know. I, I, I saw Ant Man with <laughs> oh, you. God. We went to see Ant Man yeah. together. I remember that.
3: I actually it was. It's funny because I saw Infinity War on like a Thursday and there were people and it was just like, it was them talking that made me just want to be like, oh, please don't. Oh, like, yeah. why no, did I, I see this review?
1: I don't like but, when people talk. Yeah. yeah. But I, it
3: wasn't even like, it was in the previews. It was just. Everything this guy had—it was—he just wanted attention—and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're at the movie theater. Shut your mouth. I, you're not funny. You're not cool. Just because somebody else yelled out something funny during one preview doesn't mean you
1: need to uh. now. Like, yeah. shut up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My problem was when I saw Infinity War. I'm remembering now, I was just—I was talking quietly to my wife, but during the previews, not during the movie. Yeah. And it was about the preview. It wasn't like. Hey, so uh do we have to, you know, stop off at Ralph's on the way home? You know, we we're talking about the preview and we we're just talking quite the guy who's sitting in front of me like turns around twice and just gives he's by himself and he gives me a look twice. And you know, he wasn't looking at me when I said it, so I was just like, It's just the previews. And I didn't say it that loud either, to be honest. But I was just <laughs> like, I'm like, you gotta look twice. If you talk during the movie, that's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes the the trailers, they're kind of there because you need to talk. And I've told this story before <laughs> on the on the black cast. When I went to the theater to see Star Wars episode 1, The Phantom Menace for the first time. Yeah. It's all right. We were very excited. We hadn't had a Star Wars movie in 16 years. We were very excited. And this is how I used to roll. Uh and went to the Friday at noon showing because that was the earliest showing. Uh, yeah, even even at that point I didn't uh, I didn't stay up late. And there's this this group of kids uh, that were talking through all the trailers and joking around and stuff and it's fine I'm just like whatever and as soon as you knew the trailers are over I just leaned in I'm like so you guys are going to be quiet now right and they were like yeah because their voice changed <laughs> and they did and I was just like I was like I'm like, these kids are not ruining my fucking Star Wars movie. If oh anybody's no. going to ruin Star Wars? It's George Lucas and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Me
3: people. Oh, stop, stop. Only Don't old men are allowed to know. ruin Star
1: Wars. But just because you love Jar Jar Binks. I,
2: oh, oh, I have a massive like
1: crush on Jar Jar Binks. No, mm-hmm.
2: stop. I hate him so, so much.
1: Do you know that's racist, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're anti-Gungan?
2: I love Gungans. Just, just not, not Jar Jar, Jar Binks. Right? Oh, yes. that's fair.
1: Okay. <laughs> No, Jar Jar, you're one of the bad ones.
2: Uh, anyway, I'm glad it always
1: uh, wow. the black always circles around uh, to Jar Jar. Binks. Final final thoughts yes, on please.
3: Deadpool. Uh, I would say I think I didn't have as big of a reaction to this movie as I did the first one. Like I enjoyed it, I didn't love it like I did the first time I saw the first one. However, uh, in with time, uh, the first movie has become less and less watchable. I think this kind of like an arrested development because it's got more subtle jokes because it's got more like things unsaid has more rewatchability at least right now. I'm excited to watch this more times.
1: No, I definitely agree with that. And I think that the first one was just revolutionary in that even As the hype built, you kind of knew, okay, this is going to be kind of funny. It's rated R. Wow. You still weren't really prepared for what it was. Yeah. And this, you had the expectation. I know what Deadpool was like. And this was not that different from the first one. Mm -hmm. not saying that the story was too similar. It's just the tone and the the sense of humor, it's all really the same. Uh, But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I definitely want to see it again. And I want to watch Deadpool 1 again. I don't have time for either of those things. <laughs> um, if Donald Glover uh, had made the Deadpool animated series, I would make the time. But uh, I, guess, I guess there's never enough time. It's in the Lando of the Lost. We're both going to make bad jokes. Yours went first.
2: <laughs> but that, that was actually pretty good.
1: There's Thank never you. enough time unless you're cable.
3: Ha <laughs> <laughs>
2: ha!
1: <laughs> okay. Cable town with a K. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why you're still listening, but if you are, thanks. Thanks for listening. And special thanks to Amy Cassandra Martinez, who joined us for a lengthy black cast. As always, I'm like it's gonna be about an hour. And it's always about, I don't know, I actually would have to go in the booth and check, but it's like an hour and a half, maybe closer to hour forty-five. But there was, the problem was the part we did before we talked about Deadpool. And I knew that was going to happen. There was if so you much don't immediately get us into our review, it's yeah. never, never going to start. It's we almost gonna... didn't start the review. But I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, let's talk about Deadpool. But anyway, Amy, uh, thank you for being here. And we will have to have you back soon. Yes. Uh, I'll give you the official uh, BlackCast guest card. You get your first hole punch. When you have five, <laughs> you get a BlackCast t-shirt.
2: No way.
1: Well, that's not true. Because okay. you know I gave Michael one exactly. after one appearance. But he's moving, so anyway. I'll pretend. Yeah, that's all right. Pretend that you're moving. (laughs)
2: Yeah, so I can get a shirt.
1: Anyway, uh, so Amy, where do people find you?
2: On all social media, at Amy Cassandra MTZ. I always tell people, follow me on Instagram, because from there you just go and look at everything. And you have
1: the stories there.
2: I have the stories there, but, you know, Twitter is where I share more things, like lots of retweets of stuff on Geek Bomb, After Buzz, Popcorn Talk, red carpet report screen junkies yeah There's you're always lot.
1: very busy now you yeah. said that tomorrow is a particularly busy day for you so it made sense to record today so what yeah. is your wednesday like i just yeah. think it's interesting yeah. to share what's what's it like to hustle in north hollywood it's
2: oh, beautiful well tomorrow i'm doing a junket for in darkness i
1: don't is, know what that is that's is not so the second star trek movie is it <laughs> it's into darkness oh. Oh, nice. Look he at that. She did the uh, Vulcan salute. That's yeah. great. Which, by the way, a lot of people make the mistake and put the thumb over here, and the thumb no. always has to be out. I always do it like this. That's okay. That's, that's just am because I doing it right? That's no. just because you're right. deformed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, you're yes. doing that. You're doing yeah, a press junket a for, junket in, for darkness. in Darkness. And what is that?
2: It's a movie that I honestly am going to see tonight, and I'm excited. You see all the movies before they come out. You know?
1: How do I get to be famous? It's,
2: it's just in can the I last, can I get like, some tickets? Yeah, like how do we get to? It's a screen like it at home. By I way, get to watch oh, it. Oh,
1: that's a little different. And so, Cloak and Dagger at least was a TV show, and yeah, you know, I could have stolen your laptop if I wanted to see it. Well, them, I know.
2: mean, I don't have a working laptop. So. Oh,
1: okay. Well, however you were watching them at AfterBuzz that day, I could have stolen <laughs> oh, you, something. That's,
2: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I saw that you were here. watching
1: it. Yeah. I brought
2: it from here. Yeah. So In Darkness is with Natalie Dormer, who you don't know, Christian, <laughs> but she's is she on... on Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. That's I know.
1: Some people are on Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> I well, know we're... that people are in that thing. There are people. Amelia Clark. I know Maisie Williams. Because she ended up on Doctor Who, so mm-hmm. you know, oh, and I know Sophie girl. Turner because she's because she's Jean Grey.
3: And you know Th- Thor
1: Haviyafblarm. Sure, yeah, that's my the, favorite. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. mountain. That's a mountain. That's his oh, name. Man. I mean, no, he's you're just called making me, the mountain. I'm, I'm just backing further and further away just, from. No,
3: no, you like this thing. It's yeah. about things that you
1: like. Yeah. No, but see, it's, it's about things that I don't like. And what I always say, and Amy doesn't know this, what I always say to annoy people, I'm like, oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones because I don't give a shit about hobbits and that stuff. And I know what I'm saying, what? and I know, it, and that makes hobbit people mad too. It's really rude. Yeah, Kay. it's also racist. That show is about
3: sexual assault. Get it right. <laughs> hey,
1: that show is about rape and incest. <laughs> and sometimes raping your sibling, okay? That's what it's about. No, I can't take
2: oh the bell. Gosh. I refuse to ding <laughs> no. the bell for that. Uh, Yes, so after the oh, junket... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> after the press junket for In Darkness, I will be back here at After Buzz to interview... Where did her... Okay, Daphne Maxwell-Reed. She was actually on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for a couple of seasons.
1: What? Who did she
2: play? She was she the, the
1: second uh, aunt... A- Aunt Viv, Aunt like Viv. she's the one that's not like a conservative. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The conservative one is the one that got disowned. Yeah. And she yeah. sucked.
3: <laughs> second, <laughs> second Viv was where it was at. Yeah. Viv so, two, I'm... book of shadows. You. Yeah. Call her that; she'll like
1: it. Yeah, she'll like it.
2: So, uh, yeah, I'll be talking to her for about an hour or so, and then right after that's like a Chris Claremont conversation. Exactly. Uh, And right after that, I'll be on Guilty Movie Pleasures on Pop. Now, see, that
1: sounds like fun. I think I would like to watch it. Now, does Guilty Movie Pleasures is there a theme each week, or is it a specific? Do you reveal this is my guilty pleasure movie, and I'm going to talk about it for the whole show, or how does that show work?
2: Well. I'm not always on the show. Okay. I'm just guesting yeah. tomorrow. It's like how I was on and, Anatomy
1: of a Movie for Infinity War. Right. Uh, we talked about Infinity War for like an hour and a half. Which exactly. felt like the Blackcast. Bio. Yeah,
3: it's like that time I was on the Blackcast. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on the Blackcast.
1: Currently yeah. listen to the Blackcast. cast Listen to Blackcast. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh how does the yeah. show work the way you understand that well, it is? Well,
2: they just pick a movie and they all talk about it and they 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 just talk about how um it's a guilty movie pleasure, but it's funny because I was looking at all the previous ones they've done, you know, in the last
1: uh, several months. What are a couple that stood out of uh, past ones they did? Rambo. That is not a guilty yeah, pleasure. What's the that guilt in loving Rambo? Sick. Fucking amazing. But let's movie. be
3: honest though, because you said Rambo, and oh, that that's means it's first, Rambo that's too. not First Blood. Yeah. You're
1: right. Actually, Rambo is a guilty pleasure. First Blood is a great movie. You're, no, you know what? It's like Karate Kid three. It's it's not good, but uh-huh. it's a guilty or she, Cobra she, Kai.
2: Um, shumanji welcome to the jungle was another one Um, the new one that's the the new new one one. yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. so
1: it was fine (laughs) sound like will it's fine
3: it was fine
2: fine. it's fine uh getting over
3: kevin hart real fast so is his
1: wife
2: hey oh what hey hey that's i'm not the one who did it he did it so is the hand
3: for every roller coaster ride (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. That's a visual joke that didn't really. Work. I know, yeah, but, the, hey, but you get jokes, it. Hey, short jokes are not appreciated by the other two people on this panel. Jeff, just because. Yes! Sorry, fucking, but go ahead and post because, it with our
3: first pick. Just
1: because you're a, the fucking juggernaut. Ha. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what movie are you going to talk about this week?
2: Fifty First Dates. They like oh, that huh. I have a rom com. You know, yeah. because all they have a lot of. Actiony. Let me make sure I'm right. Fifty thrillers. First States
1: is the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie. Yes, it
2: right? is. Okay. Yes. I like that. The movie.
3: one that's not the Wedding Singer. No. Yes. Well, uh, let's say one of the ones that's not the Wedding <laughs> Singer. Gonna say, there's
1: also oh the other God. one where they go. The uh, they go to Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. What's that one? I saw that. I went. To, well, see,
3: that, Fifty First Dates way, is in Hawaii. Oh yeah,
1: you're that's right. True. But that movie, whatever the one is, where the the family one, yeah. and oh, I think Jeff Franiston's oh, in that. that. Or yeah. Oh wait. So wait. No. Drew Barrymore's not in that.
3: No. Anyway, but there's another one like that. My point
1: about that movie, I went to a press screening of that. You know why? <laughs> because I used to be somebody. I used to get to go to shit. You know what I get to go to now? Nothing. I get to. You know? That's not true. I got to. I got to really hustle and go to Comic Con Revolution and sit down with Chris Claremont. But I did that on my own. Nobody gave that to me. I hustled. And that's the lesson for you kids. I could have been a new Jack Hustler. What were you going to say, Amy?
2: <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a different tone um, because it's a rom-com and I'm a girl. And yes. they usually it's just two guys. So, yeah, mm. it'll be fun. I'm excited because I actually really do like fifty first Dates. It's not, obviously, I mean, it's a different kind of category of movie. Yeah, of but. of course. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it.
1: No, you yeah. certainly can enjoy it. All right. Well, Amy, those are all places where people can find you mm-hmm. and at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And is that because Martinez was too many letters? Or somebody had yes, it, right? Or what no, was it? No, it's
2: too many letters. And One letter. Did somebody letter have extra. Amy
1: Martinez? Wasn't there or is there a problem? Well, I with...
2: love my middle name. So oh, okay. I used to just go by Amy Cassandra. Right. Because well, it's a whole story. But yeah. And I figured, okay, well let's, let's just put go. put the M T Z in there. Yeah, let's all just right. go for it. So my name is literally from A to Z. Yes! I, I would have let you, do,
1: let you do that, but you hurt yourself last time.
2: No, I know. I uh, all right.
1: Also, from A to Z is what happens when you follow Jeff DeRay on Twitter. Uh, you've been blowing it up. There have been some great oh. observations lately. I don't remember any of them, but there was one yesterday that I thought was very funny.
3: I don't, I don't remember what I said yesterday, but today I called out Joel Embiid. Um, Basketball player, thank so he made fun of. Okay. I so, like,
1: huh?
3: so Joel Embiid plays for the Philadelphia 76ers He just recently lost to my Boston Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. Go ahead. Ding, you, you earned that. Uh, one of the key players for the Celtics is our center Aaron Baines, who was in direct coverage with Joel Embiid for a while. And Joel Embiid, just so you know, is like one of the premier players in the league. He was drafted third overall a couple years ago and Rookie of the Year last year. So he tweeted out like yesterday or recently like, oh, something making fun of Aaron Baines for missing a layup in the last game that happened yesterday. So I tweeted back to him like, you know what's funnier than Aaron Baines missing a layup? You missing the conference finals.
1: (laughs) Burn! Suck it. And if you want some of that fire, you go ahead and follow (laughs) at Jeff I speak hot fire!
3: Named the five best rappers of all time. Dylon, 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 Dylon and Jeff. Because I speed hot fire.
1: As for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. But don't forget about the Blackcast. It's at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Like the Blackcast on Facebook. And, of course, Blackcast.com. Go ahead. Does anybody bookmark websites anymore? Well, go ahead and bookmark that one. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T.com. Next week will be our special review of Solo, a Star Wars story, and we're going to assume that Will Sterling won't be with us. But maybe he'll see the movie. Maybe he'll surprise us and see it over the weekend.
3: I'll try and avoid making these jokes then by making it now. Oh, boy. Both words in hand solo sound <laughs> like masturbatory things. I'm not Hand hit. solo. No, I got you. I'm hand not. solo. I got
1: it. I'm not hitting the bell for that. Hand solo. No. You can use just so your... Just end the
3: episode here. Hand solo. It's
1: on so
4: Papa, <laughs> 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 can you hear me? Papa, can you see me?
0: Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play.
4: Papa, are you near me? Papa, can you hear me? Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the hall? Can you hear me praying? Anything I'm saying.
2: Please, I know you're in there. People are asking where you've been.
4: Papa,
2: how oh I love you.
3: Papa, how oh I need you. Do you wanna build a snowman?
0: Listen in the black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny, let's go. Listen in the black cast. Oh yeah, that's the black cast. It's on the Ghostland TV or whatever on Afterbus tv that's right it's that guy christian you rock all right several texas had to go take care of some business but i'm here to say have a nice day and listen to the damn show